who do we have this week, Steph? So this week, uh, we have actor Josh Brenner. Um, you may recognize him from Silicon Valley and Big Bang Theory. And uh, he, well, most recently you'll hear his voice in the upcoming um, TMNT movie, animated movie. Yeah. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. So, um, but he was super fun, super cool guy. Uh, we just had a blast talking to him. Um, yeah so let's say hey to josh mr josh brenner how are you doing today my friend i'm having a splendid monday in america how are you both doing <laughs> we're, we're about doing the same yeah we're... i was just telling tyler i got a massage and a, and a chiropractic adjustment this morning for the first time in a, like over two years so i feel really nice congratulations <laughs> i i could tell you, you looked taller I think, right? It is kind of fun. You'd like grow half an inch at least. <laughs> oh, maybe I should do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that could be my solid way to get to six foot and not five, there 11, and three quarters. So stupid. Um, <laughs> so Josh, man, if you wouldn't mind telling us, I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of yours. Uh, oh, so this is a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> oh, you also love crazy uh, podcast t-shirts too? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you wouldn't mind telling our listeners who you are and what you do. Uh, my name is Josh Brenner. Uh, I am at times an actor, at times a voice actor, at times a writer, and mostly a husband and dog owner. That's, the, nice. that's my predominant occupation. Okay. See, those, those are the most important ones, right? Yeah. Husband and dog yeah. owner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the most time consuming. <laughs> um, what is like, what have you been working on most recently outside of husbandry and, and wait, isn't that taking care of plants or animals? Husbandry, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> animal husbandry, which I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that Megan would care for that, but. Oh boy. Oh boy. We're on to a good start. Um, yes. Um, other, other than my agricultural practices, um, uh, my, well, my, my wife, Megan and I are writing partners. So at the moment uh, we are busy developing a couple things and sort of starting to plan something we're, we're going to shoot in the spring and uh, trying to, you know, pitch things and sell things and, uh, you know, occasionally getting in fetal position and crying about it. Um, so, you know, the usual thing. Um, and then other than that, just, uh, some, some voiceover work on some animated stuff and, uh, you know, waiting to see what 2022 brings. Aren't we all? Well, according <laughs> to your Wikipedia, uh, somebody's just gonna, it's like, part of the new ninja turtles which is exciting well that is, <laughs> it it was exciting for a, oh, for no. a while yeah. so yes uh, i was very very fortunate to to get to be uh the voice of donnie the donatello on the uh latest iteration of the animated ninja turtles but we have mostly already been retired uh which is kind of sad we have That's we do so have a, sad we what? do have a netflix there's a netflix movie coming out uh okay. soon i don't i don't know when exactly um so we're not done yet but i think our our series is at least 
Uh, At least on hiatus. Oh no! <laughs> uh, but yes, Boo's correct. Uh, for all of, whoever's listening from the the Paramount Plus Nickelodeon family, Boo. <laughs> uh, but we had a great run, and, and we do have a, a a very cool movie coming along. Are you guys hearing my dog? Just be sad. Not at all. Okay, no, good. No. Let me know. But she's a little sad when uh, when mom's not around. She's a little sad. She get a little oh, get a little no. wimpy, a little whiny. Yeah, just sort Aww. of like stares off into space and just like very quietly moans. So, <laughs> so she's either like sad that. your wife's not around or there's a ghost that she's communicating with that you know nothing about. Entirely possible. Entirely <laughs> I mean, we will let you know if we see somebody peek around the corner that probably shouldn't be there. Well, I appreciate that. We also, we had a bird fly into our house yesterday and spent what? like an hour and a half trying to trying to get the bird out of our out of our house that's amazing <laughs> and the dogs were no help so oh, of course not <laughs> yeah. i mean Sorry, that was a that was a bit of a detour <laughs> no great. no uh for those of you who are listening before we started recording he just let us know he's been staying in uh, a very prominent mountain town for a while and uh just let that kind of fly under the rug. So I'm sure there's there's <laughs> regal birds flying around. <laughs> ah, no, well, this was this was your standard run of the mill Los Angeles uh, Finch or Sparrow, but uh. but so yes, no 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 mountain. Ver- we didn't have a uh, you know an eight foot falcon. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I. <laughs> sorry i'm still i'm still flabbergasted that you were living in such a nice place during like the worst time of the last couple of years <laughs> yeah real asshole right what a <laughs> like what a dick what a jerk what oh, a like d- everybody everybody's sick and you go skiing oh cool guy really nice we I'm- this so we did that was sort of our place so so uh my my wife and i were like well what do we things are really bad in los angeles there's so many cases like what sure. is something we could do to sort of yeah. like we're like, oh, we'll just go spend time outdoors. Like, we'll hike, we'll ski, and, and we won't be at any risk of catching COVID. And then uh, my wife immediately fell skiing and had to be in the hospital and have surgery. So oh, no. we are idiots is, uh, <laughs> is the bottom line. Is so bottom would you say tubing is a more prominent winter sport <laughs> in the future? Because that, that's my go-to. I don't snowboard or ski. Uh, I think we'll just be curling. From now on. Oh, oh, smart. We really smart. Just, yes. just be very safe on the flat eyes. So, I mean, you, you've obviously done a lot of on-camera work and now you're doing, it seems like you're doing a lot more voiceover work. Is that just due to, you know, not only your talents, but also COVID being a factor? Are you going more towards voiceover because of that? Or is, did that have anything to do with it? Uh, well, I've definitely been really lucky that I've been able to do that especially while you know so much production was shut down i was still able to you know get in my little tiny uh makeshift voiceover booth uh under the stairs and uh uh be able to work from home which was so so great um it, it was definitely not like a conscious choice to to move towards that stuff I'm, i've always been a huge animation fan and absolutely love that stuff um so was eager to to break into that world um and uh just so happened that the timing was good that i was getting started with it as uh production was grinding to a halt so yeah really really fortunate well that's so cool what is it like i mean you, you just mentioned you're under your stairs by yourself um 
do you hear other recordings to help you know what your inflections are? Do you just kind of say the lines a bunch of different times? Like, I'm, I, it's always fascinated me how voiceover stuff works because it feels very, uh, uh, what's I don't even know what the right word is. Well, just, it, I'm just confused. <laughs> <laughs> you're and you're and you're right to be confused because it uh, it. It can be all of those things, uh, which is why it's uh, it's fun because it, it can it can sort of look like any any different thing. Pre pandemic, uh, there were a couple shows I, I worked on. Um, this star show it's called Star Wars Resistance, where we the whole cast basically gathered together in a single you know sound studio together, everybody in front of a microphone, and sort of you know made, did the record like a play where we're all, you know, doing the scenes together, making eye contact, reading the lines back and forth, trying things, doing it a number of times. Um, so it feels, you know, like much more of a kind of organic, uh, you know, in, in the moment experience. Uh, you have other records where it's just you and you go in and you're just saying your lines and maybe a director is reading with you, uh, a voice director. Or maybe you're just like running down <laughs> the script and just, like you said, trying things a, a couple of different ways and different inflections. Um, and then now uh, you're mostly on Zoom and occasionally you'll you'll work with other actors, but for the most part, it's, it's just you and the voice director and the producers uh, and sort of just going through the script and getting things down and figuring out how to make microphones work and remote connects and then, <laughs> and then when you have to do like ADR where you're trying to match exactly the picture and there's like 10 seconds de delays and you're trying to <laughs> I was doing this the other day on uh, a show called The Mighty Ones uh, which is on I think Hulu um, I should know these things um, where uh, I just had to do like a long like laugh scream matching the they call it the lip flap of what the character's doing and the delay was so bad that everybody was just get, like I was guessing if I and then th they were guessing if it was right and then they're trying to match it up and then eventually you just go like you're, the engineer is just like I, it's fine I promise and everyone's like okay great. <laughs> I'll make it happen that's it right? perfect so what's uh, your what's your uh, if there is a practice uh, speaking to different voiceover actors and different performers it seems like. Um, you know, I'm I'm on the the lower echelon where I'm just I'm drinking a lot of water and maybe some green tea, but we've talked to people who have you know these sort of crazy honey based like prep. They just oh, they wow. have their own practice before they go into uh, the volume. Do you have any sort of kind of approach to that, or do you go in just guns blazing like, nope, I got this, I, I I'm good. Um, I I mean I'm I I do enjoy a cup of tea but I'm not too I I'm not too intense about it um but you know my ritual I I, I did have a ritual but I guess it's changed a lot because I used to like be that weirdo driving uh to the studio like doing vocal warm-ups in the car <laughs> uh just like singing scales or you know like old college theater kind of kind of warm-up things um but I guess I don't really do that anymore because the booth is three seconds away instead of 20 minutes. Uh, so I guess I've, I've, I no longer have a ritual. <laughs> I, I, had a I had a lazy ritual and now I have no ritual, which is why I'm probably like horse all the time now. <laughs> I was just going to say, you'll have to like compare to your old voiceover to your new stuff and see if you can hear a total quality in your. <laughs> I would just blame it on the microphone and be like, oh, well, they have nicer microphones there. 
I'm sure my work is still immaculate. It's the microphones. You wake up one day and you just start sounding like Sam Elliott for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> That's so change. funny. <laughs> it's very funny you say that. We've just uh, written an, an entire script in the voice of Sam Elliott. So he's oh like, God. he's the entire, he does the action lines. He he tells you, he tells you what's happening in addition to being a character. So we're, we're big That's Sam awesome. Elliott people in this household. Oh, that's amazing! That. <laughs> Wait, so you're you're a you're a voiceover actor as well. Yeah, uh, so I started out on camera, and then uh, just recently, now that I can talk about it, once this episode airs, but uh, I was part of the New Life is Strange video game, and uh, they have a remastered collection I was a part of too. So ever awesome. since that happened, I've just I've launched fully into voiceover acting and just trying to you know get used to working a microphone and acknowledging you know when you have to. Uh, I guess adjust your pitch that sort of thing so yeah it's just really interesting so when you when you say yeah I have a little booth under you know my stairs that's how I do it I just I have padding next to I where see, yeah you know, this is a good setup and I have a little wall to set up so it's just it's just fun talking about it but yeah I'm I'm trying to get further into that that uh like sort of part of the industry well congrats on the game that's awesome that is Thanks, such man. a cool world uh it now, now, well, let's talk shopping. Are you packing? A, are you packing a Yeti there? What do you? What do you? Have? I am. I am. I so <laughs> funny. Okay. Funny story. Uh, I'll, I'll say it really, really quick. When we started this podcast, and Seth and I were living together, we only had this mic, and we were doing one Zoom interview with a mic shared between us. So we'd have to kind of duck in and out and we have different pitches and different volumes. So I was going to say the volume was the, was the harder part. Tyler is the most gentle, soft-spoken human. And I don't know how to speak lower than what I am speaking at right now. And generally it gets much louder. So I, uh, every, every, I'm with you. Every, every single voiceover session I do starts with, okay, let's get your levels. Perfect. Great. And let's gain down like 25, 35, 45%. <laughs> you know what? We're going to need to go down a little bit more. Okay. Let's go down. Okay. 50% yeah. more. You know what? I think it, I think it's the theater training. Honestly, it mu- like, must be, it has to be that's it, it. <laughs> but that's a real uh, chicken or the egg too. I think I started doing theater because I was loud first and then <laughs> like, Oh, you're loud. You can really, <laughs> is, is that how, is that how you started? Was it a, Hey, we should direct this energy elsewhere. Or did you have an interest in it? Like just right off the cuff. Um, my, uh, I, I definitely think that was part of it. I, I was like one of those kids that, that if everyone was sort of like, talking in class and it was everyone was in the wrong I would be my voice it just carried and (laughs) I I would be the one to get in trouble but um I started I did I did the school play in sixth grade because uh my girlfriend at the time did did the school play and I basically chased her to 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 do that and I, I I had time because I had hurt my knee in little league and couldn't play baseball that season, so I did oh, the no. school play, and then, and then I found out that I was uh, the tiny Jewish child that I was was better equipped for uh, theater than athletics, and uh, <laughs> and I stuck with that. <laughs> this girlfriend uh, in sixth grade. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm just like he was. He had a girlfriend in sixth grade. I'm jealous. Sure. Yeah, Stacy. Took me seventeen uh, years. Uh, yeah, uh, it was very serious, obviously. Um, Clearly. Neither, of us, are, neither yep. of us are over it. Um, it's been years of trauma. 
the play the play was anything goes uh, yes oh gosh yes. it's in middle school wow yeah yeah and then oh, again nice. in high school so twice yeah love it love <laughs> it but no you have no aspirations to kind of go back to that world of the arts the, oh, the... I would love to. I, I really, yeah. I I've done a couple plays out here in LA over the years, um, uh, and love doing it. Um, but yeah, when I hear you say eight shows a week for <laughs> six months, uh, you know that sounds hard. <laughs> hey, that sounds like a lot. Hugh of work. Jackman is doing it right now, so come on. <laughs> well, uh, listen, I've worked with I've worked with you, and he. <laughs> he has magic all the magic sauce like i <laughs> he is the most energetic obviously insanely talented best uh, he's the best he's incredible i would watch him do That's anything awesome. yeah how do you how do you work with somebody with that much energy and not have to over caffeinate <laughs> yourself to the point of just complete dehydration <laughs> you'd he's like a different species <laughs> like you don't you can't you can't put yourself in the same category as Hugh Jackman because you would feel just awful all the time you just have to sort of like (laughs) admire the unicorn that he is and be just just enjoy being within his aura for a few sweet moments (laughs) would you do would you do musical theater you mentioned singing before and stuff or are you more of a straight play kind of guy if you were Um, to go back I mean, I definitely grew up doing musicals, did a lot of musical theater in college um, and love it. I don't know. I don't know that I can sing well enough really sure. to, <laughs> to do that, but I would love to try. <laughs> if, uh, if anyone out there listening would like to hire someone who is questionably able to learn a score, then uh, I'm your guy. I mean, come, come on over to Denver. Steph can introduce you to some people. <laughs> right? Please. I, I love Denver. I love Denver. Uh, I and I really, I'm very much enjoying working for the Denver centers. They're, they're a great company. Um, so heck do it, make put, it, put in a make, good word just try, me. please. Say the, I will. I will. Um, that'll be, that'll be when we bring it's like the weirdest thing. <laughs> Hi, I'm going to put in a word, uh, me being a nobody for this really, uh, wonderful actor who's got way more credits than I've been alive for. So no, <laughs> we ask that you mail us your, uh, your resume and your headshot, yeah, right. no email. We want physical mail. I can find a headshot. I've got, <laughs> I've got a headshot somewhere. I've got a, I've got a nine-year-old headshot somewhere. Yeah. We went to black and white against favorite. some sort of industrial background. Yes. I've got some, uh, oh, I've got some great black and whites for sure. <laughs> I do. What? I, I would ahead, be. Tyler. Oh, so sorry. So here, no, you, you're go, good. You, go you sure? I was just going to ask, like, what kickstarted you from doing theater and stuff in school into the film industry and kind of pursuing that path? Um, just uh an accident really my so I was graduating college and was pretty sure I was going to move to New York and you know I had this like very like bohemian vision of what my life was going to be like bartending and waiting in line in the snow to sing my 16 bars uh and my brother my older brother was living in Los Angeles and working in tv and film and was like 
I don't know why you would go do that. I can introduce you to people out here and we can live together and work together. And uh, why don't you come to LA? And I was like, ah, okay, yeah, all right. But that sounds great. Uh, so I literally just drove uh, from Boston to LA and he and I moved in together. We were writing together and he introduced me to my first agents and my first acting classes and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so he, and, and obviously just, the nature of LA is it's much more <laughs> film and TV. Um, although I think my first job was a play out here. Um, mm. But yeah, so then it just kind of, you know, once I started learning how to not have giant voice, giant face, <laughs> facial expressions, uh, slowly but surely, I figured out how to almost be on camera. <laughs> it's I've heard it's it's a strange transition going from stage to to a lens being basically six inches away from your face. How long did yeah. that take you? Was it pretty quick? I, or I still don't have it down. Uh, I'm still, <laughs> still trying to figure that one out. Uh, no, I I remember. So so I went like I I went on this general meeting basically with this casting director who was a contact of my brother's and. Uh, she had given me a, some sides to just, you know, try so she could like see what I could do. And I, I just remember like performing, you know, like really performing and sort of seeing her like lean back <laughs> slow, just to try to get a little <laughs> further away. I must've just been like shouting in her face. Um, <laughs> and she was like, okay, yeah. So here's some acting classes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess like eventually, eventually you, you just, one of the most helpful things for me was um, just doing classes where you would be on camera and you would see, you'd be like, I'm not doing anything. And then you'd be like, oh my God, look at my eyebrow. Um, and then just, you know, seeing enough of that, you eventually train your stupid face to stop screaming. <laughs> that, that is the, uh, if you ever get a chance or if you've done it already, the beauty of uh, motion capture because the director can tell exactly what your face is doing and say, oh, you have a tick that you are leaning your lips or your mouth to the left every time you talk. Wow. Uh, what? <laughs> That's So it's, it's just funny you brought that up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, oh. I was going to say, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I would survive that level of scrutiny. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a good time. You should try it out. Uh, I would love it. It's so cool. I mean, it is really, it's really an awesome art form. Well, I, I will say the, the first thing I remember seeing you in was an episode of The Big Bang Theory oh, wow. when you were filling in for Stuart in the comic book shop. Wow, and yes, amazing. It was, it was, it was awesome. I, I know it was one of your, your early, earlier jobs in film, but I just, I remember watching it and going, holy crap, this guy's hilarious. And then you just started showing <laughs> up in every single thing I was a fan of. Silicon Valley came up and like okay well now i'm hooked like big head is my favorite character <laughs> this, is, this, guy, oh, wow. this guy is amazing uh wow. so I, I do want to ask what was it like going from you know steadily working or finding work as say a guest star co-star you know finding roles on tv and then suddenly being thrust into uh basically almost a series regular role what, what was that like uh, uh well it was uh you mean on silicon valley yeah yeah oh, yeah yeah silicon valley was a was a series regular role although it <laughs> <laughs> it didn't always seem like it. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those weird things where 
you're like, oh, this is never going to happen. Like I, you're sort of like nibbling around the edges and then one thing leads to another. The, the first job I, the sort of like the first on-camera job I had, I think even before Big Bang Theory was uh, this short-lived TBS show called Glory Days. Um, and mm. believe it or not, I was playing a very nerdy character. Um, and <laughs> um, yeah, that was like, uh, that was um, supposed to, just like a guest star role that sort of turned into like a small series regular role. And oh, wow. I had no idea what I was doing. Like literally would be in a scene and my fellow actor scene partner would like just very gently put me on my mark because I had missed it so badly and was, you know, blocking his face. So, you know, a lot of on the, on the job <laughs> training uh, to, you know, figure out what sets are like and, and how to do things. And then, and then, yeah, like Big Bang is, you know, some, it's a multicam, so it's so much more like theater. So in a way it felt more comfortable where I was like, oh, this is fun. There's an audience and they're laughing and, and, you know, we rehearse and then we do the play. It, 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 it was much more intuitive for me than hour long single cam. Um, but um, the, the casting director from that, from that show, Glory Days, uh, Julie Ashton was like the best friend a, a, a starting out actor could have. And she um, subsequently after that show went, uh, went off the air, put me in a movie called The Internship which was uh, a, like a huge deal for me. It was with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson and you know, Sean Levy directed it and was like just kind of a crazy, like out of nowhere, sizable role in a, in a big studio movie. Um, and then from that, uh, Silicon Valley kind of happened immediately after that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just like that kind of like weird thing where, where one thing leads to another and and you know that that show ended, and I was like, "Oh no, I'll, that, it's it was all for nothing." And then that casting director helped me get a movie, that helped me get a show. That you know, it's oh wow, and it all just like uh, finds its crazy little way. It's all networking, right? <laughs> it's I'm, well, I, I'm, really I guess bad, I'm really bad at that, so I hope it's not all networking. Are you, well, I mean, of course, like like you're an incredible actor, but everybody I've talked to, hey, if you go to LA, you need to go out and meet people. If you work the 16 hour shift behind a bar, go out later at night and just talk to people and see. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a young man's game and I am no longer a young man. Um, I, we, so uh, I did a lot of uh, Upright Citizens Brigade uh, mm -hmm. stuff uh, kind of when I was just moving to LA and that was my version of that. It was just like kind of getting to know people through improv classes and sketch, putting up sketches and that's how I met my wife. Uh, so that was sort of like a community uh, early on. And, you know, I've worked with some of those people, like uh, one of my UCB teachers uh, later put me in a play um, that he had written. So, you know, these oh, cool. kind of uh, guy named John Ross Bowie, who you might also know from, um, Big Bang Theory. And, oh, I love and John. Other, and many other things. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, I mean, I don't want to deter from this podcast. When are you going on his podcast? <laughs> I mean, tweet at him. I'm just waiting for <laughs> waiting for an invite. <laughs> All right, John, I'm calling you up. <laughs> Do you, um, I mean, like, you know, you made a joke about playing the, the nerdy character and whatever, that definitely feels like it's kind of your niche, but do you have 
a, a, a role or a type of role that you would love to try that you haven't had a chance to do yet? Um, yeah, well, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, uh, I, I think the role that I just, it's not like a role. I just want to do like Sorkin-y stuff, mm. you know, like oh, yeah. talking mile a minute, super cerebral, uh, you know, hyper intellectual stuff like that. Um, uh, that's, that, that is just to me is the most fun and, and challenging and I just love the product. So, sure. you know, stuff like that, uh, would definitely be very exciting to me, but oh, okay. you would crush that. He's not taking my phone calls <laughs> right now. So. <laughs> Maybe he's writing the perfect project for you. Uh, he did. It was about 10 years ago. It was called the social network. And, <laughs> um, I did audition for it. I did not hear back. Um, Do you remember who you auditioned for? Still waiting here. Um, I think they just did, you know, when you, when they were auditioning for it, they just, they literally just gave you scenes from Sorkin shows. So like there were, there were just generic scenes from West Wing or Studio 60 and maybe one other. And you just kind of like chose your own adventure. And I mean, I worked on those, I worked on it for ever i mean just forever i was like i was really i'd really done nothing i was just starting out and um it was like the most excited i'd ever been in my entire life and then i was like oh this is what happens you just you work really hard and you and then nothing happened you just that's it (laughs) nobody's gonna nobody's gonna give me a a letter grade or (laughs) some sort of some sort of prize or no nothing okay well just the ultimate form of ghosting Uh, the work is its own reward i guess (laughs) i really hope nobody's listening to that part while they're in their car driving from an audition (laughs) that that sinking feeling of oh no oh god maybe I i don't know well, luckily, we don't have to do the drive home anymore because you're already home when you do your self-tapes <laughs> and you just go and scream into a pillow. Is that just me? <laughs> yeah, what, uh, speaking of self-taping, uh, do you, I shouldn't say, do you have your wife, does your wife help you out with any of the self-tape readings or is that more of a separate separate thing? We are lucky that we have each other to, to do that uh, an unforgiving task yeah um <laughs> uh megan is an actor and a really good one and a really good director so i'm definitely get the benefit when i'm doing self-tapes uh of her expertise and then when she's doing self-tapes uh she gets to tell me to just talk quieter because i'm right by the microphone <laughs> just just a little quieter you're it's just you're blowing out it's about me it's about me josh <laughs> Josh, you did great in your tape. Uh, who is your reader? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> My reader is often being cast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was like. And when I used to, uh, Tyler and I used to live together. Um, his girlfriend is wonderful, but she is not a, an actor, theater person, film, whatever. And so there are many so times nice. that Tyler would be like, Steph, can you can you help me with my my taping? And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> but it always took you longer because I'd make you laugh too much. 
yeah there's there's easily like 130 gigabytes lost somewhere of a very serious emotional scene and the mispronunciation of one word sends me just yeah. crying into laughter uh but that's that's fantastic that you have that partnership and of course i'm sure it's you're both artists so i'm sure it can become frustrating at times because you both have that you know that perspective of what needs to be done and what you know it, it's just it's that duality of performance that just seems so interesting when you live with uh, another artist <laughs> that's yeah that's we, crazy luckily we, we've had a lot of practice so we're uh we're pretty used to it by now what what is it like being a denver-based actor I, well so steph is very busy in the in the theater world yeah. and you're doing video game stuff but because everything is so remote now is it, i guess you can really like audition for anything or you know throw your hat in any ring yeah yeah i i will say so <laughs> it's it's very boring because most of it is industrial work that's non-union so i've had a gotcha. bit in a commercial that's been shown all throughout the football season of this year uh, no residuals so oh, that's what? that is yeah that does suck so i constantly i work at a at a bar and i do event coordinating so oh, i have you know regular say hey that's you on the tv right yeah what the hell are you doing here i have bills and they don't pay me anything but <laughs> that is how it, is that legal that's so messed yeah, up because they they can do so much work non-union and it see i think it's in the the contract you write out or whatever you fill out that they can show it on the internet, but they can also base that in some sort of cable internet hybrid and not have to pay you anything. So that's so messed up. It's, I mean, it's, it's not too bad if you're getting a lot of work, but uh, to answer your question, like I'm on actors access every single day. I'm submitting for anything I can't. Ooh, the door's opening. Oh, you, guys, you, you said you. you would warn me. Oh, yeah. warning. Oh, it's closing. <laughs> if this was at night, I would be scared for you. <laughs> just seeing that. That was that, frightening. I think that was just the dogs being sprung. They're very small okay. dogs, so they're out of frame, but they, uh, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> they've been freed. Um, yeah, so uh, just to, to wrap up uh, that, it's it's fun being here. You can do a lot of non-union stuff. I do a lot of stuff myself, so like starting this podcast, doing web series, just self-submitting. We're actually working on a pitch for, uh, you know, streaming services, HBO Max, HBO Max and Netflix right now. So when I'm not serving, I'm writing and doing everything I can to, you know, like any other artist, I'm trying to make a living doing this. It's not full time right now. Unfortunately, I don't think it ever will be. But uh, in Denver, you know, I can self-submit. Uh, Steph even helped me out with a self-tape that, you know, put me in as a pin for an HBO Max show last summer. Hey, great. Didn't get it, but got close. <laughs> uh yeah so it's pins are pins count yeah i will count that pin it's on my calendar somewhere that's a victory uh what about la especially now with with covid and self-tapes i mean a lot of things are being shot in atlanta and vancouver uh what's it like living there but also being an actor now when you know not everything is shooting in los angeles yeah it's uh it's definitely you definitely feel different vibe here Uh, like you you can you can I mean, in as much as like one leaves the house, which I don't really do. I think there's a world going on out there, but we we're fear, fearful people and we stay at home. Um, but yeah, like the, it, the industry is feeling very much decentralized and really does feel like you can be anywhere, which is why I was hiding in the mountains for, for so much of the last couple of years. Um, 
And uh, yeah, it's really just self tapes and remote VO records and uh, you know, Zoom meetings and pitches also on Zoom. So it'll be interesting to see if, if uh, people start to, to face-to-face much more. But in terms of casting, I just, it seems like, it seems like a hard sell for casting directors to be like, oh, let me start taking huge chunks out of my day to hold sessions and have a you know parade of people coming into my office when I don't have to do that. Mm. Yeah. Like I think I just I I I miss it. I I like being able to go in and 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 you know feel like you're not shouting into the void. But uh, <laughs> I I don't see it coming back. I think things were already heading in this kind of like self tape direction, and yeah. I think this just uh, clo- closed the deal. Yeah, yeah. It, and, and it seems a little more like you said before. It's it's easier to just do a self tape at home. You're relaxed. You can get at the character, and you're not stressed out because you're going to be late for an audition. That's you know, I guess a half hour away, but you're going to get there an hour later than you should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly. <laughs> um, yeah, one thing that I think is really interesting though is is because. Uh, you have so much time to make self-tapes. Like, you know, people can spend full days, full weeks doing them. Is that is that a realistic <laughs> representation of the, what sure. happens when somebody shows up on set to work? Do they, <laughs> do they know their lines? Do they uh, have a panic attack when there are... <laughs> I'm talking about myself, of course. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think it's, so I think it's interesting that's the other side of it you know like there there's no shortage of strange individuals in yeah. this business so how much can you tell uh, from from a carefully manicured self-tape but I guess we'll find out that's true yeah uh maybe on the flip side of of all that you know uh you just you mentioned earlier that you're hoping to start filming the something that you've just written with your wife and and are you is it kind of indie style do you have producers are you going to be part of that casting process like what is your what is that going to look like do you think uh great questions uh we're still fairly early days we so our yeah. managers uh paired us with a producer director out of austin um who has a production company and um we sort of vibed and came to the worked on this idea we had together and and we're sort of shaping it together and then he will sort of be the driving force behind production and will be acting in it and uh writing it so just a a very collaborative thing um on that front but you know we've also got some stuff that we might shoot ourselves in a very you know down and dirty kind of way so sure 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 (laughs) is it is it you are you doing it because you want the experience are you kind of hoping that it can become something larger is it just to kind of like figure it out um yeah the goal is definitely to just um as our managers put it make it undeniable uh it's mm. a it's a show that we might otherwise just go out and pitch but um basically sort of making a proof of concept that could also be a standalone short film that could um sort of speak for itself hopefully in terms of uh what we see as this world and these characters and you know what the comedy looks like and you know people don't love to read things or (laughs) listen to things so if you put the right number of minutes in front of them 
<laughs> and it's entertaining enough. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe it, it, it falls into place. We'll keep you posted. That's, that's super fascinating. Yeah. No, because I, I, I've never really thought of it that way, but that makes total sense. If you can, if you can kind of already make it partially created, it just gives them a better idea of really what it is you're, you are pitching them. That's super smart. Yeah, we, um, uh, I mean, another, I guess, symptom of the pandemic is, uh, you know, in the past, we would go into rooms to pitch TV shows and, and such, but uh, we've really started making video pitches um, that just sort of like, can be a little more interesting to watch, a little more dynamic, a little more fun, and, um, you know, put those in front of people as a starting point for the conversation, as opposed to being like, Okay, so it's a bar and there's people in it. Um, <laughs> oh, you've heard that? That's really? never been done before. Oh, shit. Okay. Um. Thinking five characters that each have their own drink. Oh, oh got it. Very good. Got it. Pretty good. Two of them are dating. Two of them used to date. One of them is gay. Um, guys, are we, we're going to sell this. <laughs> We're going to series. As as soon as the good people at CBS hear this podcast episode, we are. So is that, do you see yourself uh, essentially going towards that, right? I mean, making your own content, but also maybe going closer towards the, like the leading a writer's room or uh, producing or just creating more content uh, while performing when you can or is this just something you're really passionate about and you just want to see what happens uh i mean that like i think our our goal has always been if we could uh trick somebody into paying us to work together and uh you know have have some modicum of creative control over something that is our our baby we would be that that would just be really cool and happy um so you know we've we've managed to to sell some pilots and uh we wrote an animated script for Warner Brothers last year. So on the writing side, we've managed to, to you know, get things going here and there. But, uh, you know, if we could create something that we can act in, that we can write, that we can, you know, that would be, uh, that would be the sweet spot. So just every, every day trying to take incremental steps towards that. Um, often those steps are backwards, but they are steps. They oh, are. yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, TV film theater stopped existing tomorrow and you had to find a new Ugh. career, what would it be? Oh, that's a good one. Um, do I do I have to have skills in that area? Because I don't have any marketable skills, but <laughs> I have I have many interests. <laughs> um what I want to hear, I want to hear based on your skills, but then also what your interests would be. Even okay. if it meant you had to go acquire those skills. Okay. Um, I guess if I couldn't do any of these things, uh, what I did in the before, to, uh, before, before I could uh, make a living doing the acting writing thing, um, I was a tutor. So I, you know, did like homework help. And then mm -hmm. when I didn't have to have to do it, uh, we uh, tutored kids uh, at an after school program for uh, underserved youth. So uh, I guess something like that, teaching or 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 helping kids with uh, simple math homework that I still remember how to do. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Something something like that, or you know, I bartended before that, so I do love bartending. So I guess uh, you know, 
I could never get hired out in LA. For some reason, they were looking really? for a different type of bartender when I applied for jobs <laughs> in LA. I'd like, I'd like go and it'd be like a foot and a half shorter than every other oh my like shirtless dude and i'd be like oh i'm i'm not gonna get this yeah job. oh <laughs> the- uh, but wait what would wait i want to know the dream job now that involves skills you don't have right now yes please. yeah uh astrophysicist i'd like yes. to <laughs> i'd like jpl to hire me to work on i just like work on a, a probe to a different planet <laughs> I want, I want to, I want to like sit there. I want to like, I want to be like sitting there while like you send the message to Jupiter and it takes like 40 minutes to get there and then 40 minutes for the message to come back and everybody's like white knuckling it, just waiting to find out what the rover did. Something like that. So that sounds awesome. <laughs> so I, I, like I told you, I'm a huge nerd of especially Silicon Valley. I'm just picturing <laughs> you when you're in front of, uh, Gavin Belson talking about the was it the music that will listen to your thoughts and choose a song based on your thoughts oh yeah and you're the, pitching uh, it he goes oh yeah. this is this is great when can we get started oh <laughs> it is possible we can get started in our lifetime yeah exactly. <laughs> we're just waiting for the tools to show themselves to us that's right yeah oh man I haven't, I haven't thought about that one in a while <laughs> I'm just I'm just picturing you this like minority report style controlling a rover yes that'd be so exactly it's exactly what i want i don't care i don't need to have like a cool job there like i'm happy to just like be getting those people coffee but i you know oh yeah (laughs) i don't want to be in totally in in this space you want to know about the aliens before anybody else yes sure but but i'm happier with much less than that i want i want to know about like (laughs) I want to know about like what's going on in the Kuiper belt with like very boring mm. asteroids. I don't need much. <laughs> I really don't. Josh, why are you I holding up an that. application to join the space force? Uh, <laughs> what's, what's that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we, I feel like you, you would have a really awesome answer to this. We always ask our guests, our guests, good Lord. I can't even talk to you. Too much coffee. <laughs> we like to ask our guests, what sort of party story they might have that they could share on the episode. So it could be something that you recall on set, maybe something just in your life that really stood out as something you would tell at a party. It could be really funny. It could be horrendous. We're looking for any and all stories that you could, uh, you could recall. That's unique to the, the career that we're in, you know, something that wouldn't happen <laughs> if you were at a nine to five office job. Okay, I'm gonna have to think about this. Let's uh, let's all pause for some some dead air while Josh tries to collect. <laughs> so I'm at a party and I I'm pretending I'm an interesting person. And, and Hugh Jackman has just told a story, and so now you have well, to follow him up. <laughs> no, I leave. I leave. See, that's, <laughs> that's my move. Is I, I leave immediately. Um, well, I will. I will. I guess I will tell my Hugh Jackman story because yes. Um, <laughs> So I'll, uh, this is, I'll tell I'll tell my my two parts of my Hugh Jackman story. So I, I'm I'm a, a a nerd. So I was a huge Hugh Jackman fan from all of the Wolverine things, uh, in addition to everything else. And then getting to work with him, I was very nervous and uh, you know fanboyy. Um, so uh, we we have our first table read for this movie called The Front Runner, 
And uh, the director, Jason Reitman, um, it says, you know, like, um, uh, you know, guys, like, obviously, we, it's a really big cast. We, we just have, you know, our core group here. So, you know, check your scripts. You have multiple roles, you know, um, you know, just, just look and see what you have. And I'm sitting next to Hugh. And I see that he only has, you know, the lead role in the movie. So I said, huh, only got one, huh? <laughs> and kind of tried to big time him. And it did not go over. And uh, so I was like, oh, geez, I really tried something. And it didn't. And I was like, yeah, well, okay. So then uh, fast forward to we're starting work on the movie. We're all in Atlanta. And we, everybody gets together for, you know, kind of like a kickoff dinner. And um, I am a massive germaphobe. Before the pandemic, I was a, a huge germaphobe. So imagine how I've been lately. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm sitting across uh, from Hugh at this dinner and I'm drinking a, an old fashioned. And uh, someone was like, oh, what is that? I was like, oh, it's an old fashioned. It's, uh, it's good, it's really good. And Hugh goes, what is it? And I said, oh, it's an old fashioned. He goes, old fashioned, I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever heard one of, the, of one of those. And he reaches across and takes a sip of my old fashioned. And under normal circumstances, I would have grabbed my drink back or said, oh, no, no, I'll, I'll, let me go get you one or, you know, or you have that one and I'll get, but it was all, it was already happening. And you took a sip of my old fashioned and I've never had such an internal war because on the one hand, I am a germaphobe with crippling fears of sharing a drink with any other human being. And on the other, Wolverine was drinking my drink. <laughs> so I said nothing and spent the entire rest of the dinner sort of like in like the void of my own internal monologue going like, just drink the drink. It's Hugh Jackman. He's very clean. You can't drink the drink. Who knows where Hugh Jackman has been? <laughs> and from that point forward, I really just like would be incapable of conversing with you. I would just kind of like, I would just kind of like freeze up and be like, so you you like uh, you like coffee or what what's up with that <laughs> yeah yeah i love that story it's so good but the did he like the old-fashioned at least he, lo or did he, he like loved it oh. and who he hadn't heard of an old-fashioned yeah yeah that sounds they don't odd. have them they don't have them in australia i guess not maybe they call it like a post-malden fashion or something Look, whoa you weird. dropped into that very quickly sir. that went so much better than i thought it would wow. uh, <laughs> okay that's the end of that um i Bravo. Bravo. so i'm gonna give you a spoiler we send thank you cards and stickers to everyone who participates on this podcast i'm oh, drawing hey. you a little comic cartoon no way yeah. Hugh jackman <laughs> taking your old fashion and you just <laughs> like wide-eyed oh you like it that's great oh god <laughs> that <laughs> i steph i feel like these stories keep topping each other every time oh, we have a new episode i know i know i love that that's why we <laughs> asked this question it's just so fun <laughs> god man yeah i'm drawing that for you you uh, have too many talents <laughs> i'm concerned about how many talents you have oh yeah he's got a lot of them it's really frustrating yeah. i can't sing <laughs> I, I can't sing that's 
and uh that's it that's the only thing you can think of everything else you can do you have every other talent that's pretty much yeah that's true i think the folks at home can't see this but he's doing double back handsprings right now (laughs) oh yeah not even out of breath you guys never did a a pinky push-up oh (laughs) hugh jackman does those all the time uh that is that is a an amazing story man oh my god wow that's <laughs> i don't think i've ever told that one so uh so that's we, a good one. we are we are so grateful that you shared that with us. <laughs> <laughs> um the other question we like to ask that is uh less fun funny but but just as important um uh what is uh something you've learned from uh just being in this business that you would like to share with other folks it could be a piece of advice it could just be something that you like to keep in mind um you know that that just helps kind of deal with the weirdness of our careers uh well i think the way you phrased it especially at the very end there uh dealing with it dealing with the weirdness of this career i think the most important thing that i think people forget is that it's supposed to be fun mm-hmm. and not just for the people at home watching, but also for us doing it. And um, uh, I know, I know you're a fan of uh, Mythic Quest, right, Tyler? Is that, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I got to I got to work on on that for for an episode, and and got to spend a lot of time with um, Rob McElhenney because he was directing it, and he was very much of this mind, like we're just we're just having fun making goofy things and if it's awful why would we do it why would we be there's so many people that come to work and find a way to be unhappy or miserable or mean or upset (laughs) and and we're all just doing high school theater uh so i think the more we can surround ourselves with people who have that same attitude that it's uh that it's fun and it shouldn't be taken too seriously that that would definitely be the, the most important thing i can think of I love that. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's lost on a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. if you're, if people are trying to, I guess there's no ceiling to really break as you're constantly Im- improving, right? But there's people here in Denver that aren't a lot of fun to work with. And every time you see them, you're like, I hope this is different. <laughs> yeah. Let's just have fun. We're selling a mattress. It's fun. Let's do this. It's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, uh, th- there's no reason to get too intense about it, I think. Uh, especially when, you know, we're all doing it together. It's a team sport. So yeah. might as well have a happy team. I love that, man. Is there, uh, I mean, we've talked about, you know, your previous work and the uh, the new Ninja Turtles movie that's coming out. Also Paramount. Uh, come on just green light mm-hmm. series like, let's, <laughs> let's stop let's let's not tiptoe around this uh everyone's a fan so we on. all know 90s um, cartoons were the best so if we're gonna remount them let's just do it yep oh yep. if i could here. find my tmnt2 vhs copy i'd show it <laughs> uh it's it's buried somewhere here but is there anything else you'd like us to promote for this episode? I know you're, you're working on a project right now that you're trying to, to pitch and and hopefully get sold and everything goes well with that. But is there anything yeah, on probably, your end that we could promote for you? Probably a little early to promote that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I mentioned um, animated series called The Mighty Ones. Um, that uh, is a, a wild, wacky romp. Um, definitely, definitely check that one out. And then, yeah, the TMNT movie 
coming out, I think soon. <laughs> I think soon. Uh, check local listings. Um, uh, but yeah, I think those are, I think those are, I think animated stuff is the main stuff at the moment. Awesome. All right. Oh, perfect. Yeah, we can promote those for sure. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, y'all. Josh, thanks so much. This was so fun. That was a pleasure. Thank yeah. y'all. And um, have a good eight shows this week. Don't thanks. We got, yeah, she's got eight shows and. Yep. She's a dog. Actually, I'm in, I'm in the one in charge this week because my stage manager, who's usually the one calling the show and I'm backstage, um, uh, she's uh, headed to Mexico tomorrow. So oh, I get to be, I have to run the whole thing. So wow. Um, we'll see if it's she's... the same show when she comes back. <laughs> <laughs> she's but, in it. Uh, but we do, leg, yeah. We do have one more thing we have to do, but Tyler and I have to do our little like spiel. And so you can't leave quite yet. Okay. Um, I'm here. So we have a, a very quick ender that we, th we think is funny. I'm not sure if anybody else does, <laughs> but it's, you know. It's, it's um, mainly for us. <laughs> it's mainly for us. But really quick, listeners, you guys are the best. We love you. Thanks so much for, for listening. Um, please continue to rate, review, like, subscribe to us on all podcast platforms. Um, we are mostly on facebook and instagram so follow us there for um every week we post who who we've got this week and uh share us with your friends family you know strangers whoever um because we just want we want to share all these stories and and we really like doing this so um yeah tyler Yes. Uh, and if you'd like to be a part of this podcast, whether you're somebody who's been in the industry for a while or you're just starting out, we'd love to sit down and chat with you. So please send us an email at pwrp.pod at gmail.com. We'll get back to you right away. Now, uh, Mr. Josh, for the tail end of this episode, uh, like we said before, maybe everyone else thinks it's stupid. We think it's pretty fun. But uh, <laughs> we like to do what we call an awkward goodbye. So I'm oh, going great. to give you a Wayne's World countdown, nice and silent. And then when I point, just give us your best verbal or nonverbal. Sometimes that's even more awkward. Uh, goodbye. And that'll be the end of the show. Okay. Ready for this? Okay. And. Okay. How do I, uh, which button is the, how do I get off? Do I just, uh, do I just unplug it? Where's the, <laughs> how do Honey? <laughs>